On this episode of the Tall Friendly Atheist Ad Podcast, I chat with gamer, professional wrestler, doctor of fried chicken, and recently deconverted atheist Mr. Lightning, and discuss what led to his deconversion, the ins and outs of cognitive dissonance, and professional wrestling. I hope you enjoy. Friendly Atheist Dad. I hope you're having a great day and welcome to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. My name is Damien and it is a pleasure to have on the line with me Mr. Lightning. Mr. Lightning, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, it's chilling. I can't complain. Nice Saturday evening. Sa- uh, Saturday evening? Going. No, it's Sunday morning. What are you talking about? What <laughs> no, are you talking about? No, I'm not convinced it's Sunday. There's nowhere in the world it's Sunday right now. <laughs> spoken, like a, spoken like a true flat earther. There you go. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's flat earth is going to come up in this podcast trust me i'm I'm, I'm salivating already (laughs) anyway mr lightning could you please tell me a little please tell me a little bit more about yourself okay so um my name joshua mohill i like to go by mr lightning 20 Mm -hmm. which is um here's my gamer tag my uh social media name Mm -hmm. um i i'm a pianist i played like i started playing piano in church so I've I've done that since I was nine years old. Nice. Although I don't play a lot of church music these days, unless asked, I play a lot of jazz. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in psychology. I have a master's Ooh. from St. John's University in New York, and um, that's my field. And um, <laughs> wow. And I'm, it took a couple of weeks. Um, I'm I'm starting a brand new a job as the RBT uh, behavior therapist. So that's working with children with autism. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm. I'm going to start doing shifting from what I'm doing now at the medical center as a, um, just a basic receptionist. And, um, hey, congratulations. But uh, now I'm going to use my thanks. So I'm going to, I'm going to venture out a Greenville, North Carolina, plan some of that. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and another part, I always, I call myself a, I, an agnostic atheist, okay, secular humanist. And, and it's that and part, that's who I am. Also, say it's that part of your story that I think uh, ties into how we met. So I've I've met you on Twitter. Uh, we've interacted yes. a few times. Um, you and I seem to be in, in the same boat in that we were um, very dedicated uh, Christians. Uh, we were both members of our music team, uh, and then for various reasons, we just weren't convinced of the reality of Christianity or, or, or of any other religion, basically. But um, given that we both live in Western cultures. And Christianity being the the number one, you know, the number one number one religion, yes. you know. But um, I'd like to know a bit more about your background, <laughs> your childhood, how you grew up, um, what you believe, what denomination. Yes, yeah, so um, like um, uh, grew up, and and it's basically the Bible Belt. All I know 
was like what I grew up. To. I grew up as a Christian, mm-hmm. a fundamental Christian. Uh, well, not a. I I don't call myself a fundamentalist, but okay. um, it was one of those t- took the Bible not literally, but a lot of stuff figuratively, and um, and first brought to church back in 1997 when I was three years old, and um. I was lost. I'm like, why are all these people falling out, worshiping? I'm like, scared out of my mind. I'm like, you guys don't act like this at the house. Uh, <laughs> what's going on at the, at the church where we they start shouting and believing in things? And um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm so I was so confused about the um the whole religious aspect of everything. Didn't know the Bible real well as a Christian, although uh go to Sunday school and they try to teach you things here and there. Yep, yep. I remember they asked, All right, uh, I'm going to test you out. What's, what's your religion? And I was like, uh, my religion, uh, it's church. They said, no, <laughs> your religion's Christianity. I'm like, oh yeah, I heard that before. <laughs> okay. What denomination are you? I'm like denomination. What do you mean? Why we have denominations? It's all, everybody should be doing the same thing. It's the absolute truth from the creator of the universe. No, you're Baptist these other people believe this and it's different from that. The Catholics believe this and you got uh, uh, Judeana, uh, a Jewish uh, Judaism. Yep. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, so how, how do we, how are we write? Like, uh, like what is going on here? Like, like what's like, what is the process? Of, oh, so, so the Bible is the perfect word of God and we believe every word in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So th- that is how we know it's true. I said, oh, okay. So you start questioning there. Not to think, you know, the Bible proves the Bible and type of things. So, mm-hmm. so like, uh, and like uh, everything about what my life growing up is religious. Like my name, Joshua, der- derives like directly from out the of the bo- Bible. From the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'll, I'll just probably you there from the book of Joshua. I'll just pause you there, Joshua. Um, were you taught to be uh, to have any hatred or animosity towards any other uh, religions? Like, for example, if someone said, "Hey, I'm a Catholic," or "Hey, I'm a Mormon," or "I'm I'm a Muslim," <laughs> like, what sort of uh, like how how much disdain were you taught to hold those other uh, denominations in? Like, like was well, um, was was that baptism- something? That- was it yeah. was baptism the one true faith, or were you uh, more liberal in that? Okay, look, that guy's a Catholic, like he's still a Christian, but he's just the wrong kind of Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like for me, it it was never like something like like forced upon us to like hate hate uh, whoever believes something else, mm-hmm. and it just never really really I came to that. It was like, oh well, he's Catholic, he's the, he believes in the same God we do, so I'm, I'm like, well, well. As long as they're a believer in the right God, they're going to go to heaven. Okay, but like, but like, you can't be a false prophet. We always pro- preach against false prophets and like different little branches. So like, things were like the the Mormons and their faith that will come up and say, well, well, there's obviously no evidence for that. So, and and there was like, it, it's not like a clear, or oh, we're going to like hate the Muslims for islam and all okay. that all right of course of course we're going to hate their actions and what they do and um anything relating to like 9 11 and all this other stuff but that was that 
Okay, so like, like if a Muslim moved next door, what sort of reaction would would that have got from you and your family, or your your community? Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, it would have, it would have had a negative reaction. Uh, okay, we we always say uh, we we give everybody look up on everybody, but honestly, in reality, if we were, it, it would have been a lot of judgmental. It's like uh, they're moving in, they're they're trying to preach the wrong faith, and. Uh, <laughs> It, it would have it would have been a lot of animosity. I I wouldn't like to see any of that happen. <laughs> okay, because like I, I hear a lot about southern southern hospitality, but from what I from what I work out, southern hospitality only extends to uh, people of certain nationalities and certain races and certain beliefs. Mm-hmm. Is that something that yes, you would uh, concur with? I mean, uh, it does, like. We didn't really talk much about about how like all the beliefs would just come together. Like when it, like what what I was taught, we were just we stay in our own lane and we don't even question, we don't think about any of that stuff. So when when like different denominations and religion and all this other stuff came up, mm-hmm. uh, that was just never part of a conversation. It's like even uh, thinking of a theist versus an atheist type of conversation or Muslim versus Jewish Christianity. We just, I just never had the, those type of conversations. Okay. It was right. always you go to church and you preach what you know, and that's the truth, you know? <laughs> All right. That's uh, interesting. So, so then high school, how, how did you go through high school? Well, high school, um, it's North Duplin, and, and of course, like everything is secular. You can't really, okay. really have any kind of religious influence on that. So, um, so we went through it. And when it comes to like biology, we start learning mm-hmm. evolution, and then say, well, well, dang, this starts to conflict with the Bible here and there. Mm-hmm. And then you get into those little mental gymnastics, say, okay, well, maybe God put it this way. What if God created the Big Bang and all that other stuff? Yep, yep. And and every now and then, like, uh, I know, and, and like middle school, I know I had a teacher. Um, one point she started just teaching like regular. And then all of a sudden it started getting religious. Then she started preaching. Say, if anybody wants to walk out the classroom, I don't mind. Really? Like, okay. So I'm like, That's interesting. this is you uncomfortable. So, so she, she was up there preach, preaching Christianity in school. So this has nothing to do with the lesson. I'm not trying to convert anybody, but Jesus is the one true follower. And, uh, and um, I know, and she told a story of, of when she was sick in the hospital and, and she believes there is one guy that was, that was always there taking care of her. I believe that got to be an angel. And she was telling us how she, like, believed that as fact. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm a believer, but I'm like, some things are sketchy, you know. <laughs> okay, that's that's interesting because that, that kind of uh, reminds me of an episode from my childhood. Um, I converted when I was about, uh, I think it was about 14 or 15 and I believe the the literal uh, creationist uh, view of the world and uh, part of that incorporated Noah's Flood. And I, I remember a, um, a science lesson I had with, uh, with one of my teachers and we were discussing a particular 
um, a, a particular geological feature in Scotland somewhere. And yeah, I remember <laughs> arguing the point that you know, like some some little minor detail about something was like yeah. this big proof that the flood happened. And I remember my my mm-hmm. high school teacher looking at me like with, with a little bit, with a little bit of cringe, and he's going, "Okay, look, you you, yes. believe, you believe what you believe, but um, yeah, but this is this is the thing that you know, fundamentalist creationism, well, so fundamentalist religion, but in in particular, the the creationist aspect will lead you to believe just some really weird things." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, so, so what what like, we think? So, what we things would you have believed uh, when you were a young young person or younger person? What types of things I would I yeah. would believe? So, you know, uh, one thing that really kind of came up there is like a list. But one thing, reincarnation. Really? Though so it's not it's not like a traditional. It's not even like a real Christian type of of belief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But like, but I still believe in reincarnation as as in the supernatural. Somebody can die, come back to life, okay. and like really, really get convinced by some of these YouTube videos of somebody dying, and and going to heaven, and then God sending them back and say, "All right, I I want you to come back to life and live another in this this other body." Okay. So I, I was like, you know what? I really want that to happen. You know, I don't. I really don't want this to be the only life I get. I want another. So I was like really a believer in that. Okay. Um, did you raise that with any of your uh, with any of your church leaders or anything, or or was that something you always held? No, um, I only yeah, I uh, the only person I really discussed it with was my mom. I was like, you know, I've been thinking about reincarnation a lot, and she's also a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Do you believe in reincarnation?" She says, "I uh, yes, you know what I do." Okay. And that's pretty much all the conversation we had, you know. And I would look at these fascinating stories. I just kept it private. These okay. fascinating stories on on YouTube, where, um, like every you heard of the the angle where, where this woman's proclaiming to be the reincarnation of Anne Frank. Yeah, I, that does ring a bell. Yes, yep. Yeah, so her name is um, uh, what was it, Barb Barbara? christine or chris or it is something like that but mm-hmm. she, but she claims in her past life she was in frank locked in the basement and and said uh why do i have these memories of my other life and none of her family would believe her so they brought her to that place where she was it was hit uh hidden he said all right i know where we are we don't need a cab we just go around this corner i know i've never been here but this is how you do and it's it's just uh i don't know it it seems convincing just like, oh and believable but but there's lots of skeptic you're like there's a lot more explanations for that oh, at the time you know i was like a strong believer in that yep uh barbara carlin is who you're thinking of yes that's her name yeah barbara Car- carlin um yeah i yeah, actually so. well say <laughs> before i became a christian um i used to believe in uh new age spirituality as well and uh, my auntie was uh, very, very much into it, and yeah, like mm-hmm. some of the, some of the stuff that she was saying had me had me convinced. Um, and you know, I I was convinced that you know psychics had you know uh, yes. you know had psychics, clairvoyance, uh, seances, mm-hmm. um, astral travel, all all that kind of stuff. And for a while, I yeah. 
I wholeheartedly believed it. And then when I became a Christian, I I was then taught that you know, all that stuff was from Satan. And so, like I personally, yeah. I personally remember um, in in high school, you know, one of my friends said, "Hey, uh, Damien, you know, a couple of months ago, you swore black and blue that you know you were psychic and that people were psychic, and now what are you saying <laughs> that you know it's all from Satan?" Well, look, this is a you know, God is the one true God, and anything not from God yeah. is you know, obviously, obviously from from the devil. <laughs> and it's like, well, and that's how we were. If it's not from God, it's from the devil. Well, there you go. And that's a, it's, it's just very um, us against them mentality that I like. When you said that you're you weren't a fundamentalist, like I, I personally would count anyone as a fundamentalist who uh, who fosters uh, or who has this like you know us versus their mentality, who believes they have the superior um, mm-hmm. truth claims. Um, you know, or, or yeah. and most importantly, anyone who puts the Bible above science. Yes, and um, and there's there's like one little, like when I, I was talking this, like when I was in college, mm-hmm. and you know I was Christian, I I ran into this uh, some little Bible group. I'm like, oh, it's it's like Bible study. I'll go to it, and I started going to the the meetings and studying, and then I was like, something is different from like from like uh what i'm learning at church and then they okay. they kept saying we're the israelite church of god and i'm like oh okay. and i learned this is like a new little cult that brought up and they're they're preaching like african-americans and from that uh derived drives from the bible and all that mm-hmm. african-americans are the god's chosen people we're the israelite church of god and they would preach all that okay. I'm like really and then they they talk real strong about the Sabbath. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then I stopped going to that for a while. <laughs> then one of my friends tried to get me back into it. So I, so I was like, you know what? I think I'll go back. And then one person said to me, he said, oh, so um, you can't come back to our meetings. I'm like, why not? I just, he said, because um, we don't let people in who have once been here and then they left and then they come back. Wow. I'm like, that's... Um, and that that just blew my mind. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> very, and then, uh, very and then fundamentalist. I, that, yeah. So I'm like, it, it's that was almost like uh, like a Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness type of thing. If you denounce the face or you become uh, apostate, yeah, yeah. I was I wasn't even apostate. I just I just stopped going. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it's like it's like like going to church and then not going for a couple of years and then coming back. But them telling me, oh, you can't do that because you've already been in sin and all this and yeah, you already yeah. heard the word and it seems like you're rejecting it. I'm like, wow. So I guess I'm doomed, right? And I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to breathing that, that Christianity stuff then. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is, uh, that, that is interesting. Yeah, that's, um, like most... Like most uh, like college or university groups are like scratching for members, you know. It's like please, please come, you know, bump up, bump our numbers up. And yeah. here's, here's your group going. Well, you know, you've you've already left us. Don't bo- don't bother coming back. Yep, and I and I was shocked by that because that that kind of conflicted what I always knew about 
about accepting people. Oh, they they were once sinners, but now God's God's uh, accepting them back into His heart. No matter what you've done, you can hear the word. And I'm like, okay. And, and they kept preaching this point of two thirds of y'all are not going to make it. Two thirds of wow. people are. I'm like, really? Like, like more than half of the world are going to hell. And probably, and, and, probably and, and probably half of them are also going to hell, you know? Yeah, and yeah, and um, and I was in church. It's not even like in that Israelite Church of God thing. I I was in church, and I've heard a pastor say, "All of y'all ain't gonna make it. Some of y'all in this room ain't gonna make it." And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow, indeed." Well, it's like the what is it, the, the condescension or mm-hmm. or the oh, I guess you weren't chosen. I I don't. And it always struck, even even as a believer, it always was a red flag for me. Like, why? Okay. So then when did the first seeds of doubt start to plant themselves? So it it's uh, it's like a whole gradual process and everything. Oh, in, in, indeed. But what, so, what, what uh, was that first, like, what was that first domino to fall for you? So... So, like, when I started questioning, uh, uh, putting the Bible up against science, and okay. the Bible, as we know, says says the Earth is a we have a young Earth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I and I was like, you know what? I had this thought one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are stars beyond you know six thousand year, light years away. Yep. If this Earth was created before all of them all of them how are their lights able to reach us and we can like measure the distance and i started questioning that so so i i kept going and i'm, I'm like well I'm, i'll still be a believer and and i started using like my my schooling my my uh, psychological understandings like the social contracts start understanding you know what uh i need to start start like being aware of cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias and guess what i uh, when i went to new york the, the biggest catholic school uh i became a republican of all things okay i i became a republican and a bill ben shapiro fan and Ooh. i and i i like what he was he was saying about this uh facts don't care about your feelings and all this other stuff yep and and then i said you know i'm i'm fighting for the truth fight for the truth and then I run into this, and and then and then I start uh, uh, like going through all this and, and questioning everything, and then and then you know uh, of course you know I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm going to start watching. Uh, we'll, we'll Chris get, Jericho. We will get into that. We'll get into that shortly. Yeah, we're not, well. yeah. Oh yes, but but any anyway, like like I was I was listening to one of his podcasts, and it was a it was he had a flat earther on it. And I was like, what the hell? We have flat earthers in the year 2020. We do. So and yep. and I became uh fascinated by the by the delusion. So I started debunking or like going around like like debunking the flat earth model. Yeah. I said, why do people believe in this? So I, I started questioning all this. And I was it was here, here's the moment right here. I started to question everything. Yep. I was talking to my cousin on the phone 
And I was telling her about all this flat earth stuff. How people are denying science. You can't do that. And and look at reality and all this. You have to be rational. No logical fallacies. Exclude emotions. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. I understand all of that. That makes sense. But I'm starting to wonder. How, and she asked me this question. She says, how does that uh, affect your belief in God? And at that moment, I kind of froze up and shook. I'm like, you know what? Uh, and then I, and I, I just ran into some mental gymnastics off the top of the head. And I said, oh, because I know he's the one true savior and the, he, he's the light, he's the way. And I started spitting on all that. And at that moment, I'm like, I don't believe any of this. And I started to think, wow. I'm like, I might wow. not be a believer. And I'm like, and that, that moment just stands out. I'm like, wow. So in short, uh, because you were trying to uh, debunk flat, flat earthism, it led you yeah. to question. And I had to do. Yeah, yeah, question my faith. And I, I had to use the same principles I came uh, to like debunking flat earth and trying to get everything, like understand the truth and apply that to like my reasoning and my and my current faith. And I'm like, um, well, you know what? I'm kind of cringy. And I always like, I cringe at the A word or if, over even thinking of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? All right, you know what? I'm not even gonna think about that, but I'm still search for the truth. Okay. And then, then I was like, watch. I was watching a video, and this is this is the this is one where I, I started. I said, you know what? I'm an atheist. Really? I, I started. Um, yeah. This this comes back to, and to my um beliefs on reincarnation. I saw this video. It says evidence for reincarnation. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm a little bit more skeptical now. So you know what? I'm going to watch this video. I didn't know who the authors were, and I'm like. This guy is getting destroyed here. Um, uh, he's making reincarnation look real bad. And you know what? <laughs> I don't think I believe in it. And and the two people on that video, their mm -hmm. names are Matt Dillahunty and Tracy Harris. Ah, uh, yes, yep, yep. From the the atheist the atheist experience and, and the atheist experience. I had no idea it was the atheist experience channel. And then I looked down. I'm like, this this atheist on it. I'm like, crap. You know what? I'm going to put that aside. I'm not looking at at any of that and i was like you know what if i'm going to practice what i preach looking at the other side stop being mm -hmm. don't be a victim of confirmation bias you have to look into the other side so you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna look into this a little more okay. and i was like the more i started the question i listened to all their their um their uh reasonings like they debunked the flood and the like slavery in the Bible mm -hmm. and, yeah, and like the morality, the morality of the Bible breaks down. I'm like, that is, it, it's a good point. And it started to resonate with me. And, and then I, I was like, you know what? I'm not a believer. And that happened about, you know, a little over a year today. Oh, con congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks. So it's, um, I'm, I'm recent. Well, say so, yeah. So you're you are you're you're a baby deconvert. Yes, I'm a I'm a baby deconvert, and at the time, like, well, I'm, and I'm I'm just like like addicted to that. I want to know 
the truth. I started learning more, reading mm-hmm. more of the Bible. But instead, I shifted from reading the Bible as as the, the as truth. a novel and as as a historic to to reading it skeptically and being criticized. Oh, definitely. You, and you actually just, just and yes, I actually started doing that, and then I started. I said, you know, I I don't have anybody to speak to on this. Going a long time, just like studying all this, mm-hmm. like can't, I got to stay in the closet. I don't know how everybody's gonna gonna right. respond to all of this. Yeah. So, so guess what? I I took to Twitter earlier this year, I, and so I started like like uh, voicing my opinions and mm-hmm. just like speaking my thoughts and everything. Because I know, like, I don't have a lot of family following me on Twitter. A lot of people from my personal life. So, so, you, have, so you have I'm some. Like, I'm going to ease some, into Twitter. So, so you have some. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, some anonymity on Twitter. So you're a bit more yes. free to say what you think without any uh, social repercussions. Yes. Yes. So that that is like the primary place where I I speak anything, religion, mm-hmm. and all that. Like, if I go back to like facebook and all this other stuff it's it's like like no conversation but oh, okay. I, that's how yeah that's why i, I took the twitter side I, you know i'd rather see, see if i can speak my mind a little bit up here okay. <laughs> um i do have a few questions uh, a couple of questions for you uh what made you decide to uh be honest uh about what you believe rather than enforce the cognitive dissonance and keep yourself in the faith well um well it, to be to be honest with myself what really got to me was was um i like in psychology i'm like exposed to these uh these concepts of the uh, confirmation bias mm-hmm. and everything yep. and and like um, I would run into like a few TED talks. That's let's say, um, look at your phone here, your search history on on Google. It might be different from somebody else's search history. Or look at your, the algorithms on YouTube. It is, it, it's all filtered to what you know and what you like. So like when back when I was a Republican, I, it would be uh, a lot of Republican s videos mm-hmm. and Ben Shapiro here and there, and that was my little bubble. And they explained that and they said, okay, and and there's there's sometimes where you think you're looking on the other side, you're thinking you're escaping that confirmation bias and and you're examining the other side, but you're you're still like wrapped into that bubble. And I and what what I wanted to do, I I took that to heart and I was like, like the the path the truth, you have to ruthlessly like like strive for it so that's how i just, yeah. I went into it like excluding emotions and i said i have to apply that to everywhere every aspect of life and i was like the hardest thing i had the hardest topic was religion mm-hmm. and yeah. i i noticed that you got to hit those areas that that hurt the most because if it if it hurts and it's getting to your feelings and it's affecting how you think and how you're what you're convinced about that's a problem yep yep so that's how I kind of started coming out of that bubble. That bubble. Okay, because the way the way I see it, when a uh, when, when a theist is hit with something that they they can't like, you know, something that forces them to question their faith. Uh, the way I see it, there's usually yeah. two there's two paths that they take. Uh, 
they will either you know um relax their how can i say relax their standard and actually then decide to be uh, equal and fair and apply the same standard and eventually eventually mm-hmm. come around and see that well hold on if i if i apply this standard to that that doesn't hold up mm-hmm. and so and so i should i should drop that yeah. belief or you go down the other mm-hmm. path which is well hold on i'm being deceived um this is the this is the conclusion mm-hmm. i want and look you know maybe mm-hmm. what they're saying is only applicable in this marginal situation but what i know and what i've experienced mm-hmm. is 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 the truth and it kind of reminds me of the the william lane craig argument now are you familiar with william lane craig mm-hmm. um he has yes. a th- th- there's a video he has where well, I've seen of his where, like, someone asked him, you know, if everything that you believed about Christianity was proven to be false, would you still be a Christian? And he says, he basically, now I'm paraphrasing him here, so if I get some things wrong, yeah. He basically says that, you said know, nothing. It, well, no, 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 he said that uh, he, he, the, he realized. Nothing, nothing would change my beliefs. Is that him? No, that doesn't sound like him. But no, what, what he says is that the witness of the Holy Spirit in his heart is affirmation of the truth of Christianity. Oh, <laughs> And it's like, well, okay, um, what is the Holy Spirit? And it's like, well, he, he then leads to all these questions like, what is the Holy Spirit? How do you know it is the Holy Spirit? How do you know, mm-hmm. you know what it is? And I think this actually kind of plays into what you studied in your degree in that, you know, if you have things like yeah. uh, confirmation bias, uh, selection bias, um, if, you, if you're in this bubble, then, yeah, like mm-hmm. if, you, if you pretend hard enough that the spirit of... <laughs> The, the, the spirit of your beloved friend is talking to you, then, yeah, that's... It's like this wishful thinking. Correct, correct. But like I think wishful thinking, but turned up to, to 11. In that, and when, mm-hmm. when I was... Oh, yes. <laughs> and when I was a, a charismatic, you know, I... So, yes, I, I was a, um, a fundamentalist charismatic. You know, I believed in mm-hmm. e- evil spirits that cause problems for humans. Uh, the angels would come down and minister, um, stuff, stuff like that. And, you know, I believed that the Holy Spirit was, you know, um, able to empower believers to do miracles and all, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, so yeah. If, you asked me, if you asked me 10, 15 years ago, you know, uh, to watch this William Lane Craig thing, I'd go, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, this, this guy's on the money. This guy's right. Yes. But, now, but now I, like... I, I I don't have a psychology degree, but I am aware of you know how biases um, in, in, pl- uh, play on our play thinking. a role in your thinking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and I look your beliefs, at, and I look at that, and he's literally saying that the the ghost of his dead Jewish friend um, talks to him and convinces him of the truth of what the of what his Jewish friend is saying. Yeah, that's basically like the two the two points you're you're you brought up with. You take a path of, of belief this way, and you take a path of belief that it, it turns into cognitive dissonance, mm. and it, it's kind of hard to like to like when when a tension arrives, uh, it's either resolved by by changing your beliefs or keeping it going, and, or making excuses for it, yeah. and and you you start to dissect some of these like from the outside, like he's talking to this. It is. It basically comes down. Yes, he's talking to an imaginary dead Jewish god, god, god or whatever you call demigod. it, demigod. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. And you start thinking like, uh, like, well, well, there's other people in the world who are convinced that they're talking to the one true God, and mm-hmm. 
what they're saying about the world is different from what you say about the world. They can't both be true. All religions, they can't no, all be true. No, no. That's a, well, actually, I was going to ask you, I'm going to get you to delve into your, your psychology degree for a second. What it, what exactly is cogn cognitive dissonance? Uh, what, what do you look for for it and how do you mm -hmm. overcome it? Oh, it's it's difficult to overcome, but cognitive dissonance it, it is it is a it is, it is a term like coined by uh, uh, Listoff Fessinger. I'll say his last name. I can't think of his first name, but it, but it's when when you have two beliefs that are uh, contradictory of each other mm -hmm. existing at one time. And it's the thrive you have to reduce that tension. So okay. two present beliefs that are incompatible. And just like, like uh, if you put in an example with slavery in the Bible, yep. uh, slavery is, is, you know, immoral as, as we might agree on a lot of Christians would, but the Bible is a perfect inerrant word of God and he's all good. Mm -hmm. So, so you want to keep that God belief that's in he's all good and you you attach it to slavery and and there's a conflict uh, the creator of the universe is is sanctioning slavery so so if you put that in the term of cognitive dissonance uh, those two beliefs are going to clash you're, you're either going to going to uh, going to say you know what that is not right uh, I'm I'm withdrawing that belief. Uh, you know, it may not it may not be right, and and you change it for and for your um your own uh, tension, your own tension that's there, and you have to relieve it, and and that's the way you can overpack overcome it. But but oftentimes what happens is is there's there's a justification for those beliefs. Like there is nothing inherently wrong with slavery. Like um, when Matt Dillahunty did a video on G Man. Ah uh, yes, and, yep, yep, I know. And which, well, 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 it came down like there's nothing wrong with with a human being owning another human being, and they try to equate. Oh, we own cats, don't we? You own your own pet. Yep. And NBA players own own their uh, players. Yeah, who who get paid millions of dollars? But, <laughs> yeah. but we're <laughs> and, 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 and can leave any time so, and play for other teams to make millions more. Yeah, yes. So exactly. So this this whole thing of justification for your beliefs that that's the essence of of cognitive dissonance. Okay. And and the key factor is emotion plays a role into it, and, okay. and it's kind of hard to change it. So the way it's got to try to exclude your emotion from things and 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 just like look at it objectively. I mean, we say it all the time, but it it's a lot easier said than actually practiced. Oh, indeed, this. indeed. And this is this is the thing. Um, religion and politics are both something that are very personal to people. So getting them to change either their their religion or or their politics. Um, in a way, kind of almost requires a crisis. It does, so, and it, it's like a. And there has to be an, uh, a a political awakening. It seems, mm -hmm. and and just like a, like there there's we we know there's there's good reasons people come to the truth, and there's bad reasons people come to the truth. Yep. There could be good reasons you come to false uh, truths about the world, 
and there's bad reason you come to false uh, explanations about the world. Mm-hmm. But but to like wrap it on, it's like you got to continue like searching for it, uh, looking for that objective knowledge. And like like one thing I, I like to quote um, R and Ra all the time: "It is dishonest to assert as fact that which is not evidently true. Yes. Yet that is what all religions do." And and you take that. Uh, uh, like some form of of the self somehow survives uh, the death. the death of the brain. Yeah, after brain, and I know this as a fact. But what what research says, psychology and the neuroscience uh, research about the brain, and Sam Harris is good on this. Mm-hmm. He said, "You damage one part of the brain, uh, something's lost. You damage your uh, your uh, your amygdala for um, yep. memory." You, you uh, you're gonna lose your memory. You can damage left hemisphere. Language could be distorted. Yep. But yeah, if you damage the whole thing at death, all of a sudden we're speaking English, recognizing right. everything. We're, all these faculties are restored, yeah. and that gets into the mind body debate and the soul. It's like, and you're, you're you're saying that is actual fact and evidence of something you know when it's contradicting what we can know, mm-hmm. and we we have no reason to believe we do survive the death of the brain after death yeah. other than us re- resorting to um three dozen pounds of eight meat <laughs> going bad mm-hmm. yeah so uh... it's just a comfort it's a comforting belief you know i'm i'm going to to believe uh live forever because that that part of dying is just so scary it's you know death is not scary it's just getting dead it's yeah scary. like the like the meth the meth you don't remember what you <laughs> well um i've been yeah you don't uh... remember where you, where you were before no, exactly. I was Before like, death. <laughs> um, I've been involved in a couple of Twitter debates the last couple of days where um, basically the, the argument is put to me that Christianity is true because it gives hope. It gives hope to people. Yeah, and the, the, the hypothetical was given to me was, oh, hold on, let's say you come across a woman who's grieving her lost baby. You know, under under Christianity, mm-hmm. you can say to that woman, well, you know, one day you'll see your baby again in heaven and you can you know, be together and play together and all that. Mm-hmm. Whereas what do you say to her under atheism? Oh, you've lost a collection of cells. Ha ha, bad luck. And I said, you know, like you, you, yeah. you don't you, you don't get to believe it's true just but just because it makes you feel good. You have to have, you know, some yeah. sort of rational basis to back that up. Yeah, and then, I, I, I think this is like the damage that religion does to they don't give you the tools to the the proper tools to cope with, you know, death and things like that. Mm. Well, and then, then I said to him, you know, like um, the mother of a suicide bomber who's gone into Israel to blow himself up for for the glory of of Allah, you know, um, like their their mother mm-hmm. is happy that you know his son is in paradise. Does that give does that give them good reason to believe that Islam is true? And I said, well, well, no, you know, just just because yeah. just because it gives you hope doesn't mean yeah. just because it gives you hope doesn't mean it that has, you know, has no bearing on the truth. Correct, correct, and I think Ben Shapiro is and, right. And when another said, argument I hear on, yeah, yeah, like Ben Shapiro is right when he said that facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah, exactly, and, and like, like I said, it gives you hope, so it must be true that, <laughs> and that, like, those are the same arguments. And another one on the lines of that is like the utility of uh, religion. Like, like, you look at the Bible; it has these great proverbs, these facts about life, makes you feel good. It gives you you advice and yep. and just wisdom. But but we we can put in any kind of system in place that's that's useful, 
and we can put in a, in a we, and we can say uh say um believe in science you uh you have to to question everything you have to look at all the sources you can't believe anything without evidence but if you don't uh the magic flying spaghetti monster is going to kill you oh, yeah. so you believe in all this stuff and, and it makes the world a a 10 times better place that doesn't mean the flying spaghetti monster is true mm-hmm. yep <laughs> i'll uh, take this from uh from sam harris all the yeah. time <laughs> yeah well uh, sam, i remember that there's another argument that sam harris where um there's a video where he says that you know um i uh i can't believe uh, i don't want to live in a world where i don't believe that angelina jolie isn't in love with me and the, the, yes, the, the, the belief that, that Angela, yeah, mm-hmm. the belief that Angelina Jolie is in love with me makes life better. I'm a kinder person, more calm person, more loving person. Hey there, sorry to interrupt. Just before you get into this episode of the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast, did you know you can now support the podcast on Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash tfadpod where your monthly donations will help support what I do in producing enjoyable and thought-provoking material. Without your support, I'm just a guy and a microphone. But with your support, I'm a person who can share thoughtful perspectives on controversial topics. Don't forget to share the podcast on your social media to help spread the word. Thank you. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that Angelina <laughs> has, Jolie. Yeah, and but but the thing is, like society reinforces some of that in in the aspects of religion. Like mm-hmm. we look at something like like the Angelina Jolie belief, uh, and that that is it's, and recognize how crazy it is. Mm. But but the same uh, uh, principles for religion, uh, everybody praises you for it. And yeah. and keeps that the delusion alive. And loving Sam Harris said is like like about about um I wake up one Mormon uh, one Mormon uh, Mormon one, yeah, one morning <laughs> uh, saying <laughs> oh my good hi uh, hi saying, Romney uh, if you if you think yes <laughs> but if you wake up one morning saying uh, a few words over over your pancakes, pancakes yep. and think they're going to turn into the body of Elvis Presley. You've lost your mind, but if you more or less think the same thing about over, over crackers, about the uh, the crackers in the body of Jesus, you're Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. But that leads to the next question: is how do you get someone to overcome cognitive dissonance? What What are the steps that you would you would advise to bring someone like to oh, that first to, to, to the edge of reason? Yeah. Well, well, first you don't want to to keep. Uh, like plowing them or, or like ma- making it embarrassing for them to have those. You want, you want them to like kind of guide them to the, the actual reason themselves, mm-hmm. which, which is uh, kind of uh, difficult. So I, I go back to this thing with uh, uh, emotions. Yeah. Let them recognize uh, how much of this, is emotions and how much of it isn't you want to try to match match up what you know with reality you want to kind of keep picking away at at it but but like I, uh, humans and their beliefs are like very sensitive so like um like uh you're trying to convince somebody like god isn't real or or there's no evidence to believe that he's not 
uh, it, it's one of the most difficult things uh, to accomplish. But but surpassing a cognitive dissonance was just just um just I reiterate to them: is there anything that you you believe like wholeheartedly, and you examine it? And everything is not matching up, and there's tension there, because oftentimes, like when I I was a believer, a lot of stuff didn't match up. I didn't question it. You have to uh, get them to exercise, exercise like like how these things are like like in conflict. Why is that conflict? Don't let it sit there, and and walk them through the reasons of why they're doing that. And help them like if there's a logical fallacy. If you believe Christianity because the the whole world believes Christianity, well, that's argument by by populum. popular ad populum. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, dissect all all those things. So they have to break break down all this stuff. And uh, and I know it's difficult because there's this basic saying you can't reason with people who don't want to be reasoned with. But like like if if for yourself, like if you have any anything that's like kind of contradictory like maybe your beliefs on abortion or or capital punishment mm -hmm. uh or anything with politics or global warming something's conflicting like 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 something from an outside source examine that don't cringe away from it okay like 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 if you're if you're disagreeing with somebody and you hold different beliefs it is okay to sit in to one of their their speak speeches and listening to their side. That is the biggest way to overcome a confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance is, is actively and honestly listening to the other side and like and not not engaging in in um strawman arguments. Don't don't uh say, oh, I've already seen the other side's argument and they're arguing this. Like like how do you, they believe uh the universe came out of nothing. So so, uh, I, yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm not even going to acknowledge that side, <laughs> yes. and and I, I get frustrated now that that same argument, and and you're trying to tell me monkeys came or humans came from monkeys, <laughs> yeah. we came from a fish, yeah. Yes. If you if humans and, came from monkeys, you know, why are they still monkeys, huh? <laughs> yeah, why are they still monkeys? And, and there's one thing I uh, from the I saw this on the the Friendly Atheist podcast. He, uh, him at Meta posted yeah, yeah. a video yesterday. This guy. He said, uh, "said if 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 we all evolved from I, I forgot how he said it. if we all evolved from from African Americans then then why why are there still black people in Africa why are there still black people today he said something on the lines of the of that and, and he took the video down I don't think he believed it but it's not, he was wow. he's trying to argue the the origins of of um, of christianity and and his faith and all that but but not sitting to think you know you know many years ago uh the iron age and all that we all we all derived from from black people or african americans well i don't i don't think they were they're uh, americans back then no, it'd be africans it's, I think. it's okay <laughs> yeah it's okay just to say african but uh but it's it's just the whole the whole argument is just 
you might see some some of it's just ridiculous and yeah yep. and that that's what like like a blind faith would do mm. so so basically your advice will be just to gently lead them along yes gently leave them alone and like uh like and of course like like i know like like the word atheist has like extreme negative connotations on it mm-hmm. yep so like convincing somebody of of you know of, like saying uh there's no no good reason to believe in a creator of the universe can't go out there and start with the atheist word and a lot of people will cringe away from that yep and, but like like without like directly saying it is there something that 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 is there that you that will like are you cringe cringing against like a word like atheist because of the negative connotations on it why why not investigate any of that well so firstly like, usually one of the reasons you, why I, so usually you have to get past uh, uh, atheism is a religion yeah is, is one of the ones i i i encounter a lot is it you know um or you worship yourself as your own god or you know just some really uh, some really bad um comebacks mm-hmm. to Yes, those those misconceptions about oh well 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 you have faith in evolution. Oh, all our atheists are are if if I didn't believe in God, I'd be uh, out raping and killing people yeah, like the, all the atheists do. <laughs> we hear all that all the time. Yeah, and that's one thing you want to do: clear up all these misconceptions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and present uh, some data to back it up. Yep, and. And so, sometimes it's like, well, sometimes like they'll, they'll be exposed to the truth and, but, but they'll like, like disregard it. And we see that a lot. Mm. And, and it's like, uh, like Aaron Ra always says, always brings up this story uh, with a guy when, when they were discussing evolution um, and, and like transitional species and, and like the data and all that. And say here, here's the evidence here uh, of evolution, and and there's transitional species to help support the theory mm-hmm. of evolution. And I said, oh, well, okay, yes, it is true, but I, but I, I don't think it should be taught to uh, <laughs> to um, people in school. So why not? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 okay to um to, to like uh, think about it, but it, it's important for them to believe that there are there are no transitional species i'm like why because it's, it's in line with this faith and and we know it like like uh the bible breaks down like the reasoning and the bible breaks down uh whenever uh <laughs> uh you think about evolution like if you think about the story of noah's ark yep. probably yep. the most uh yeah the fam- ridiculous all the animals get on the um, yeah on the ark at once and, and, don't, uh, and, don't, and, and don't eat each other. Yeah. Yes, and we're like, yes, they don't eat each other. They're not, and, and the death rate is is a remarkable zero. Zero. Nobody's from. dying. <laughs> like you have polar co- polar bears who need cold climates, living right next to to animals who live primarily in hot climates in deserts. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they got enough food. And they use that one window to throw all the poop out. 
and yeah, <laughs> it's but like like uh like uh, creations they won't believe in like like transition of of species over millions of years, but they will believe in and like this this a few amount of species from this boat, uh just in just a few thousand years just expanded out like nothing yeah yep well this is uh something that i um i, I wrote i wrote on my blog uh it's all friendly atheist um for so we've we've found roughly i think uh, 8.7 million species uh in in all of uh of biological science so if we were to mm-hmm. get um 8.7 million species from yeah, however many however many on the ark you would need roughly about four species a day every day yes. for the last you know six thousand years so by the end of the week yeah. there will be there will be 30 new species yeah and it's like so so they either don't believe in evolution at all or they believe in this hyper evolution that not even evolution, is, evolution. Yeah, ex- warp speed evolution <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so the, let's say the, the next part of the conversation I wanted to go on was what are some of the ridiculous? Uh, so, well, firstly, how many people know you're an atheist? Oh, so um, so earlier this year, um, I um came back from my trip in um, New York for my my birthday in March. Yeah, and I was sitting in my car and I said, you know, what, I'm gonna take this post. Because a lot of people, a lot, I, a lot of my family and friends have me on Facebook. I'm yeah. gonna post on Facebook for I am an atheist, or or I don't don't believe. Or I, I said Happy Atheist Day, and and we're all we're all in this together, trying yeah, to strive yeah. for truth and all that. That's who I am. I posted that. So so I would say like it's, but still it's like only a handful, a few of people no i am so like um my mom my brother um um, yeah a few people from work uh a few people on my uh my friends on facebook everybody's not going to see that one post but whenever i talk to people daily life it is always um oh i'll pray for me now or or thank god for this and and um trust when i when i I I was at church this past Sunday, you know, and I'm pretty sure, like my my pastor is on on my Facebook. I'm pretty sure she did not, did not see the whole I'm an atheist thing, but um, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't know half more than half the church doesn't know I'm an atheist. Yeah. Uh, half the people still in works, and I, it's just something I I don't talk about. No, but I'm and- okay. But when it comes up, I won't shy away from. it. And I think that's the best way to go about it. It's a bit like if if someone came into your workplace or somewhere and said, "Hey, I, I'm a fundamentalist Christian. Um, you know, we have to do things by the Bible. Um, you know, if we don't listen to the Word of God, God's going to destroy us." Um, if someone came in like, if you don't like that, then I'm of the I'm of the opinion that like, don't go in and be the angry atheist as well. Yes. Know? No. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm in that. I'm, I'm saying, well, those of you who believe, I do not hold them. I can tell you why we have a conversation about it. Yep. But no, no, this I'm, uh, I'm not an thing. evil person. I don't do bad things. Yeah. No. Like, um, like, um, when I, when after I, I did that post on Facebook, my mom called me 
and said, I didn't know you were an atheist. I almost, I almost fell over and passed out. I said, I don't even know who you are anymore. I'm like, I'm, I said, oh, I'm, well, I, I'm still the same person as I always been and all that. So we had that little conversation, that tough conversation. Mm-hmm. After that, it never came up, never came up. Okay. It's like, even our, it, it's like everything went back to normal as if I'm a theist or something, but we know it was not, it was like thinking of like, I'll pray for me now, Lord help me, and and um, uh, look at the this pastor. Are you are you going to listen to the sermon? And I was like, I uh, uh, no, <laughs> but it it that is one of those those crazy things. It's like uh, think you're a different person because you don't believe. Oh, indeed, yeah, yeah. But um, yes, and um, another another um, few people that do know. Mm-hmm. I recently. Uh, this is about three weeks ago. I, okay. you know, I I play PlayStation all the time, and um, I have this whole gaming network of friends, set of friends I talk to all the time, and um, and they, they say, oh, I want want to follow you on all your social medias. Oh, oh, YouTube. Oh, I like your videos on YouTube, your gaming video, uh, and then they go. Listen, you know what? What's your Instagram? I'll follow you on Instagram. You know, yeah. Twitter, Twitter. I'm following you on Twitter, and and of course, if you, you've been anywhere near my Twitter, <laughs> yes, you know, you'll know, <laughs> you you'll see the word atheist and all that. <laughs> so, uh, so um, I was in a party. It was it was like four or five friends, and um, one of them looked at my Twitter. They they all all went there at the same time. And said, um, what would you define as an atheist? That's what the little kid said, and he was asking the question. So I said, "Atheist is is someone who is not convinced in the existence of God. It's not someone who's saying there is no God, but it's not convinced." Mm-hmm. And that blew up a whole argument. Like my my best friends who we talked to, we we went on, and that is the first time I actually had a verbal argument okay. for um like like defending everything, and I and I was like, and. And everything they brought up was everything I've already heard, even in the last last year. The same. Well, you have faith in evolution and all that, <laughs> but uh, it was like I'm I'm trying. I'm giving all my positions. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm glad I'm finally talking about this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we can we can not be so feisty about it. But then, yeah. the, like the next day, uh, of course, we were friends. We we're all cool about it, and we we're like. Gentle, have a gentle conversation, and and I and I think I I went from um every everything I started to bunk. It seems like uh like one of my friends started backing off from it. Like he's a Christian, but whenever I start bringing up oh well, a God does uh he genocide in the the Bible quite frequently and slavery <laughs> yeah. and all this. And so well that was in the Old Testament. Well, well, Jesus, Jesus uh, said nothing about it. He said, "Slaves, obey your your masters." Mm-hmm. Uh, even the cruel ones too. I think Paul said that. Yep, yep. And come not to bring a priest, but a sword. Started saying that. Oh well, what? Well, then he started saying, "Men wrote that stuff." And I said, "Why do you believe it?" <laughs> and then he said, yep. backed up, said, so, so, you know, I'm 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 more of you know, uh, um, maybe I'm more of a deistic uh, person." Started backing off, like like. Like you got to believe there's something out there like of higher purpose. Oh, oh my! I feel like it was backing up, and then and then like every now and then 
like I, I'll put something on Twitter and and they'll still like like uh, have us response or uh, maybe a rebuttal of it. Then I'll come back and then that'll be it. But it's it's like it's not the defending of the the whole Bible and the Christian faith because uh, they say, well, I will put something up there and say I disagree with this. Then I'll say, well, oh well, well, what about about killing somebody on the Sabbath? Should that be applied today? They said, oh, and then the conversation just dies out. So, but hopefully it leaves them something something to think with. And this is the thing. Yes, I, I like think just... I'm, pl- I'm helping. I'm helping planting the seeds there for them. No, no, good, good, because this is a this is kind of the stuff that, um, like it, it may not convert them right now, but what I notice <laughs> is that you know it kind of like over time it slowly builds that case that once they get to the tipping point then they go well hold on i remember you know five years ago when i said that slavery was good you know is is slavery still now good (laughs) um no not not really um now i'm going to tell you my my personal story as well this may give you some comfort may give you some uh, inspiration or something i actually took about three about three four years to come out so my my three four my deconversion was very private i um you know, I suppose in a way that you know, I kept my, I kind of kept my religion to myself anyway. Like I'd still go to church and all that, but um, I yeah, face I faced a personal crisis that caused me to have to reconsider everything I, I thought I knew. Um, I then uh, questioned, well, hold on, you know, if if God is re- if God is real, what would I, how would I know what God is, what God does, um, what a God looks like. Um, all, all that kind of stuff. And I eventually reached the position that I couldn't prove God exists without first assuming God exists. And mm. it's like, well, hold on. If I have to believe the truth of the claim before I can prove the claim, then the claim isn't really mm-hmm. uh, isn't really justified. And I think I put it as, if, if I can't prove God exists outside of my head, then he may as well not exist. Mm-hmm. And that, exactly. but, then, but then I kind of kept on, on on the down low for a while. Um, I was quite lucky in that because I'm a uh, I'm a field agent for a uh, for at the time I was a field agent for an IT company. I spent a lot of time by myself in the car, so I would play a lot of you know the atheist experience. Um, Sam, yeah. Sam Harris, he he got a bit of a run. Uh, that that the, is exactly what I do on my long rides I put mm-hmm. the same stuff on <laughs> yeah yep uh, the hitch the hitch gets a bit of a run um, just the trying hitch. to think um, yeah the, 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 the hitch mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a few debates Sam Harris had with um, uh, oh you know I'll also listen listen to debates between you know, theists and atheists and just see how yeah. you know see how the debate goes and I also find the Q&A's from, from the audience you know they oh are Q&A's really, they're really good that's one of my favorite parts. Indeed, indeed. And um, yeah, but for me, I um, how can I say? It took about three years before I even told my um, my wife because my my wow. wife, uh, well, my wife is still. You know, I'd say she's a nominal Christian, but you know that's um, like she still goes to church every there every so often. Um, mm-hmm. But her her two sisters, my two sisters sisters in law, one of them, well, they're, they're both deeply religious and so when i came out to them mm-hmm. um you know we all kind of stopped speaking wow. for a while it was it was a bit you know it was wow. a, bit, uh, a bit tense so i found that online you know wow. a, bit, a bit like you yeah. online i was able to you know prosecute the argument 
but to then, but, express yourself. Correct, correct. But then when I, how can I say, um, when I like fully came out online, I had um, people going to my wife going, well, hold on, is everything okay at home? And it's like, well, yeah, everything's okay. It's just that, you know, but the, the way, but the way I reasoned it was that, you know, like believing in, in a God or not is just like accepting which political party, you know, it's literally just an opinion on a particular question, you know, do gods exist? And in my yeah. case, I don't believe mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit like, you know, should there be tax tax cuts? And if you believe there should be tax cuts, then you, you lean with one party. If you mm-hmm. don't believe, then you go with another party and it's like, well, yeah, the mm-hmm. you know, you know all, all, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, so in a way, I'm actually kind of proud of you for you know in less than a year you've gone from you know dedicated believer up to um you know up to out uh, out of the closet atheist yeah, out and uh, yeah and I I don't mind telling anyone or discussing and and um because because like they're always why if you don't believe why invest any time and energy in it and out now what I always I say in, res- in response is you can believe what you want and all that. But, but once you start limiting science and denying science and, and trying to put other people onto that path and like that starts to, um, to weaken like what we're trying to do as a human species that kind of harms mm. uh, society. And we start like, like not, sending children to the to the hospital because you 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 said you just pray for them to get better instead of giving them access to medication when you start to harm society in different ways that's where i want to step in yeah yeah that's that's no, that's why i, I want to be vocal about it yeah uh, look I, I i think like being in australia like we are very british in how we treat religion in that you know like it's good that you have one but like don't go forcing it down our throats Whereas um, I think where you are is kind of the opposite. You know, it's kind of like expe- you're expected to be a Christian, and it's like when you're not, then you know, oh, oh, there's something wrong with him. You know, kind of thing. He's one of those evil, evil yes. people who are. He, he's a liberal for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I was at work and I was I was listening to one of the conversations of um, the coworkers that they were talking, and they they said, "Oh, well, I'm Catholic, but but um, my husband's wife." calls me not a real catholic because because um because i don't i don't believe in the right stuff and all that it's i'm not an atheist or nothing like that and i'm like like saying well well uh why is that always a negative thing i'm not an atheist they have to reaffirm that mm-hmm. and it's like and at, that, at, at least I, at least i'm not an atheist me. Yes. Yes, um, and and it's always always uh, like something negative. It's like there's nothing. It's we got to normalize atheism. <laughs> well, we, we we're doing our best, and um, which leads on to the next topic: uh, Chris Jericho and professional wrestling. Yes, Chris, Chris Jericho is Chris my Jericho favorite wrestler growing up. I, I was going to say, is he in your top five? Yes, um, <laughs> I might be biased. <laughs> I, I'm going to put him at the greatest of all time. Really? Okay. All right. And uh, and I mean, like, uh, it it is definitely arguable. But think about what Chris Jericho has done over the 
uh, over the years how he's recreated himself. Mm -hmm. He can go in the ring with anybody cruiserweight, whether it's the heavyweight. He started yep. the cruiserweight division in, in WCW. He had one of the greatest entrances or debuts of all time, in yep. my opinion, when he came to the WWF with um with the whole countdown thing yep. he changes his character often and he keeps it fresh and, and reinventing himself he goes from the ayatollah of rock and roller then he, <laughs> yeah, he switches yeah. to uh the whole suit gimmick the best in the world at what i do then he switches to the list of jericho topic oh that was it was awesome and, and and then he 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 recreates himself again. He said, I, "I've done this thing in WWE. I'm going to step out." He goes to New Japan, mm -hmm. uh, has this great match with Kenny Omega, becomes his mega star, and like it's the hottest topic of the business. And the men's are still so strong in his uh, hot upper forties. He's in his fifties now, and yep. and he's he's still going. That's 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 why I would put him like up there number one. Of course, you have like Undertaker. And Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. I think Shawn Michaels is is, is up there. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Jericho, my top three. That are, that, that's me. Oh, okay. That's uh, well. Obviously, all, all these things are su all are subjective. Um, who, who, who yes, and it's always and it's always like what is what area are you going? Are you oh, going indeed. technique? Or are you going the most the most popular wrestler? The most it it like then in that case you you're going to put Hulk Hogan, Rock, yep, all, Stone Cold, and all, all Stone Cold, yeah. There. Well, and I know Hulk Hogan is not the best technical wrestler. <laughs> no, no, he he's a very good politician though. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, I I grew up <laughs> I in the eighties. Was well, so I grew up in the eighties, and so my my first taste of wrestling was uh, you know, Hulk Hogan. Um, and the, mm -hmm. the the big boss man and and the million dollar man and Andre the Giant and yes um, yeah and so I was actually lucky enough that um, a number of the WWF stars d did a tour of Australia and so I managed to get a photo with Hawk mm -hmm. and the big boss man wow wow and I, I was I was lucky enough that even when, when I would love that it was it, it was cool it was definitely cool as hell that much um. Even when I was, uh, how old would I have been at the time? Probably thirteen, about thirteen or fourteen. I was about six foot something mm -hmm. at fourteen, and wow. you know, I was a. And I remember the big boss man actually teased me about playing a gridiron, and I, I, I think I said, to, I might have said to him, "That's a girly sport. He should try AFL." And yeah. you know, he, he's probably heard it a thousand times. But he, 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 like they're both great. You know, they, they knew mm -hmm. obviously, obviously, I was a kid. I was starstruck, and it was. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was it was a really yeah. it was a really cool moment. Um, probably what dampened it was the parking ticket that we got for um <laughs> for parking illegally outside. But you know that was a yes, <laughs> the, 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 that was cool. But then um, but then it's inter it's interesting how like during the nineties when the whole business turned down, you know, WWF went the whole gimmick route. You had like your TL Hopper and your your Duke the Dumpster Drosy or something and um. And it's interesting how mm -hmm. like we criticize all these gimmick wrestlers, but then you realize that the Undertaker is like the ultimate gimmick wrestler. Yes, the also the made the greatest gimmick wrestler of all time. Oh, indeed, indeed. Um, or or even Kane. Um, I think Kane mm -hmm. was a very like I think he yes, came Kane. Along, yep, he he came along at the right time just to you know to, mm -hmm. to ride off of the Undertaker, rip the cage and, out the door. Yeah, oh, yeah. that that was a. And, but then he um oh, yes. 
he, uh, how can I say, like, he played the character well and they booked him well up until he lost his mask. But then even after he lost his mask, um, I still oh. think, like, one of the things I love about Glenn Jacobs was this, like, when he played Corporate Kane and Demon <laughs> Kane, his, his in-ring mm-hmm. acting work to suddenly switch between the two personalities, I thought, you know, there's a reason that he's been in the business yeah, for, there. for 25 years. And it's remarkable. It is, it yeah. is. And who was, I, who was I listening to the other day? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is underrated on the mm-hmm. mic. Oh, yes. Because I remember he's... Hey, he, he's grossly pro- underrated. Yeah, indeed. But his program with AJ Styles. And, mm-hmm. you know, he get the mic and go, Oh, Wendy. And like, you know... <laughs> oh, my AJ, God. AJ, that, was, that, that was awesome. That was. And it's like, but then... The, there and, was, and- there was a video I saw, like um, the best of the best of Samoa Joe, and like his, the, he he ran down Jeff Hardy. There's one where he ran down Jeff Hardy, and he's he's run down, you know, and that mm-hmm. feud he had with, he had with Brock Lesnar. I thought, you, mm-hmm. you know, that was, oh, like, yeah. you know, that was great, great yes, character uh, work. They, and I think they they, they could have done more with Samoa Joe, and that it kind of disappoints me to see that uh, that they released him about a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And yep. did you hear the little uh, uh, rumors of them thinking about bringing him back? I'm like, really? Oh, I thought that uh, was Al- I thought it was Elsa Black. I, oh, that, maybe that's who I'm thinking. It, yeah, Alistair Black. Black. First, that was another shocking release because he, he just started his whole storyline with the uh, uh, turn on Big E and the, Big e, yeah, the yeah. Intercontinental Championship uh, a few weeks ago, and then all of a sudden he's not on television. Mm. Like these abrupt uh, cuts. It's starting to make you think, like, uh, like what's going on here? Are, um, are they are they setting up for a big sale of the company? Are they like what's going on? And I've I've heard those those thoughts yeah. come out. Do you, do you think? Like, I, do you, do you think Vince is going to sell? Is, is going where? Do you think Vince is going to sell? Uh, I personally, I don't think so. I, okay. I I think man's gonna keep it keep it till the day he dies. Like he might pass on responsibilities and stuff to his um family and all. But but um but on, I mean on the other hand, like Vince is the businessman. Like he did get the buy the uh, business from his father. Yep. But like if he if he uh if he takes the opportunity to make a lot of money off of it, get value out the company and sell it for a lot of profit. I'm I'm personally I think that's that's the type of guy I think Vince is like like with the the XFL like <laughs> WBF <laughs> oh my god yes like he's he's a businessman and all yeah and I mean it's sad to see the FFL like that crumble and it's kind of rebooting and then and the and, and the then like crumbling. Dwayne the Rock Jackson bought uh, yeah but like he um. And, but he had all these these on TV deals. Like, like he is a great businessman. Mm. Like, like, like the the way that the XFL shut down. I, I know he got like a little bad image that, that harmed his businessman image or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but every uh, every, business, every businessman goes through doing. that. Yeah, so every businessman goes through those. Yeah, those bumps. But um, no, I think there's too much pride in in the McMahon name to sell. But I think if he was going to sell, he would sell to Stephanie. Yeah, I would sell to Stephanie, and then yeah, I think and Triple H take over. 
Yep, yep. I think. Um... And um. And and I know you're aware of uh, of the the whole quest for 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 Vince to like step down and and let let <laughs> yeah. Triple H uh, be be in charge of of creative and and the booking and and how everything flows like because because uh, it speaks speaks high about Triple H's NXT uh, his NXT booking like like the character Finn Balor. It's like, like before he went to the main roster. I hear you. Like, oh, yes, yes. Like he was booked amazing. This this top star, like like his his bill. Uh, they they used the um the um demon gimmick yep. right. Yeah, they did. Uh, and they made him uh, like he was he was a serious competitor. Uh, and it started uh, slowly on, like whenever he went to the main roster, mm-hmm. uh, he won the Universal Championship. So, oh, we're going to get this this the same Finn Balor. Well, he gets hurt, unfortunately. Then they start booking him with this. Uh, he's just gonna have a smile on his face, uh, yeah. he, and he's like uh, in these tight underwear all the time. It's like a model, <laughs> and it's like this isn't the same Finn Balor. Then he no. goes back to NXT. And it's like, <laughs> like. Triple H gets books him again. So yeah, it's just like I, books I, him to the moon again. Indeed, but I do think that I, I think that NXT has lost something now that they've gone um, like full like full time as their own promotion. Um, I was watching uh, who was it? Uh, Alistair yeah. Black versus Velveteen Dream from one of the earlier mm-hmm. t- oh, one, Velveteen something. <laughs> yeah, and from, from one of the earlier takeovers, mm-hmm. and there was something about having NXT in that small environment. In that small crowd, when it was still developmental, yes, and I just think that it made now it seems so special. Correct, correct, mm-hmm. and it was like it was like that pure mm-hmm. kind of wrestling that you know we it was like very gimmickless as opposed to yeah, now. Well, I was going to say like no. um, one gimmickless, but two underproduced. It was almost underproduced. Yes. Compared to the main roster, which yeah, is like um, overproduced, you have all these big camera shots and yes. the fireworks and the Titan Tron and the- oh yes, <laughs> yes, everything's everything's just like like added has added effect to it. Mm, yeah, it indeed, like indeed. A TV sh- actual TV show, it felt like you know more authentic wrestling. You know, and like like one of my friends brought this up, and um, it's before NXT made the. The big move to like mm-hmm. uh, Fox, where no, yeah. where they're at, yeah, at USA, and um, and I and I asked them. I said, "What do you think this will do with the NXT?" His opinion was, "I I think I think it's going to give them too much exposure, there, and they're going to do a little bit too much with it. They're going to overproduce it. I, th- I think it's going to take away from some of the effects." of mm-hmm. what they have in NXT. And I said that's that's right in lines with what you're thinking. And um and yeah. I, I actually thought the same thing. I, I wasn't thinking that until he said that. I'm like, well you know what? If you put it that way and and that's what it was. It just making it that small production type felt like 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 the closest thing to indies in WWE. Yes. You know? That 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 was exactly and the, fan, and- the fan reaction. Ugh. And that, that was thing. It, it was genuine. Yes, the- it was you know the, all these like indie darlings had come, and there, there was new talent rising up. Oh, yeah. Like like I thought Velveteen Dream was going to be you know someone someone big. Well, look, he 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 still could be. Yeah. But you know I think he, he's shot himself in the foot <laughs> now. But um, uh, who else? Lars Sullivan. Oh, Anna. When Lars, oh, yes. when uh, he came to the main roster, the- I was like, yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. destroy everyone. He's going to like you know 
break things apart. And yes. he unfortunately fell apart. Mm. And I think they kind of did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he had that whole mental thing as well. Yeah, which is like, I feel sorry it for had him. had a whole... Uh, yeah, so they, they worked with him, but um, still, I just wasn't... It wasn't the same. It wasn't... No. It wasn't what we thought it would be. It turned out to be... Unfortunately, no. But um, uh, before- when he came to the main roster... No, I was, was going to say, um, just I'm going to end the end the chat shortly. Um, we have almost got an hour and a half. We could go, for, okay. we could probably go for another hour and a half. Oh wow, uh, more, but um, <laughs> yes. but I, w- I, w- I will get your opinions on. I want your uh, best face and best heel in each of these companies. AEW, who's the best face in AEW? Best face, yeah. Um, oh man, I'm always going to be a biased uh, Chris Jericho. Okay, I can't. Be- He's Mm-hmm. No, and best say, heel, I, uh, Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh, I would say MJF. Oh, you know what? That I mean, that's a great. I, I love the whole MJF. No, he he would be my close second. I love the whole oh. scarf, the attitude, and oh, it, it just the swagger. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and, uh, um, who yeah. who's next? Uh, Impact. Impact. Be- uh, best face in Impact. <laughs> Mm. I, I mean that is that is a tough one. Uh, uh, just throw me some names out there. I, I like what they're doing with the whole crossplay and everything. Yep. Um, I'm actually behind on on a lot of impact, so I'm not even I'm not even sure. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not I, even sure who is facing who's hill over there. Yeah, was, uh, Ace Austin, <laughs> Ace Romero, Alex Shelley, Brian Myers, Chris Bay, Chris Saban, Crazy mm-hmm. Steve, Doc Gallows, Eddie Edwards, Eric Young. Oh, this mm-hmm. he's gone back. Uh, Fala Barr, uh, Heath Slater, oh. H- Hernandez, oh. uh, Joe Doran. Oh, now. now that name, Eric Eric Young. You know, yep. I I'll be huge for missing Stan. I I, I can't believe I I I missed this in the whole discussion. <laughs> but but I I am a professional wrestler. I run wrestling. Last time I wrestled about two, two uh, years ago. Whatever okay, I, yeah. I worked on the same card as Eric as Eric Young. Whoa! And um, yes, yeah, so I respect everything he's doing. Like, um, <laughs> wish he had more in WWE, but I like what he's doing in TNA. But yeah, I uh, I worked on the same card as Eric Young, so I so he's one of the guys I vouch for in TNA. No, no, cool. Um, I, I like Rhino <laughs> as as I like Rhino, uh, Rhino or Eric. Oh Young. yes, I'm, Rhino. I'm, yeah. Um, best, yes, Rhino. I said um, yeah. best heel. Best Go heel ahead. on TNA. Best heel. Uh, I I haven't even watched enough to even know who's who's a face or a heel. Oh, okay. I'll just say Sam- with, that's that's the one I'm 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 out of whack with. <laughs> no, fair. Sammy Callahan. I think Sammy Callahan is. You know, he, he's he, he's a dirty player, and he knows it, and he really plays that. How is he, it? How is he? What's his booking like over there? Um. Well, when when he was doing his run with uh, Tessa Blanchard, um, he was. Oh yes. Yeah, I think that was they, they created some magic. I thought they um. Yeah, he, he was like when he was leading uh, OVE. Um. Yeah, he was. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very dirty. Very you know takes takes a lot of cheap shots. Says a lot of offensive things. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's sort of like he's a bit he's a little yeah. edgy like MJF but he's a bit more violent yeah um, NXT oh. uh, be, best face and best heel in NXT mm-hmm. okay so 
and, and you, you can include. I'm going to go. Oh, well. uh, with oh, I, I you got. Uh, I love Pete Dunn. <laughs> yes. Yep. All right. Uh, and um, but uh, I I like uh, Balor's work over there. How, like, I I haven't uh been called over NXT in a while, but I I love his heel work over there. I'm I'm not even sure if he turned yet, but um he was his it's like he's leading that uh industry over there. Uh, best face right now. Uh, oh, oh, and another thing, uh, I, if I had to mention like Adam Cole. Baby, just love his work. Yes, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like even when he's <laughs> a, even when he's a heel, that like the crowd gets into the Adam Cole baby. That's like that. That is hey, gold. Bae. That is. I love Adam Cole. That that is gold. Um, I think Finn yeah. ba- I think Finn Balor plays the heel role very well, especially when he came yeah. back and he did that heel turn on. Um, who was it? Uh, Johnny Gargano. When he did that that Pele oh, kick, yes. he did that Pele kick in the ring. And I thought that was uh, <laughs> that was when things mm-hmm. uh, got. Uh, I'm going to say Walter. I love Walter. Oh, uh, that uh, Walter. That match he had with Ilya Dragunov um, last year, like when it was only like them two and the referee um, in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. and they like killed each other for like 20 minutes. Wow, <laughs> that was like oh my god. That's um yeah he's <laughs> he's he's serious. Um, yes, and best heel. I, I was going to say Adam, Adam Cole. Well, so Finn Balor and Adam Cole. I think they uh, yeah. they really do play there. And yes. I think I think Johnny as as a close third is Johnny Johnny Gargano. as Johnny with his wife and I forget who the other two are. But yeah, they lead that little that little faction. That yeah, <laughs> they play characters yeah. really well. And on the main roster, who who are, you, who are your topics on the main roster? Okay, that's for, for um, Roman Reigns right now oh, on the main yeah. roster right it's, now yes i mean i i mean like a few years ago you know everybody that like, hated he was chipped on our throat but i'll go roman reigns mm. right now mm-hmm. face, best, best face best face um uh, a few names uh give me a few put my my finger on i i mean uh i mean drew mcintyre's up there mm-hmm but he he's kind of uh i mean he's he's obviously uh thrusting in the main event Bobby Lashley a lot this uh this year um i think yeah i, I think i would go with with that but you know hands down roman reigns right now probably yeah. the best thing on on the main roster yep and I, I, i'd say, I'd say like so the too. reason people tune in yes Yes. Who who would yours be? Um, I think Roman Reigns right uh, for, now for face. Oh, for, oh, for face. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Um, Big E. I, I like them and the New Day. I, I think oh, yes. they've created magic over mm-hmm. the last few years. Um, like the problem is, I think they're so good that it's very hard to turn them heel. Like I've noticed that they've like with uh, with Kofi and yeah, they've kind of like hinted. And, and, and Xavier Woods, mm-hmm. and Xavier Woods, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, joining the, the hurt business. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, what, what would you What would you say about that? What, what How would you What would you feel about that if he took MVP up on his offer and and <laughs> he joined the hurt business? 
Well, I don't think they should have broken up the Hurt business in the first place, is, is my... Me neither. I, that is my dis, biggest disapproval. And and, yeah. and and for for what we we have Shelton Benjamin and and Cedric Alexander. That's right. Yep. Uh, just having matches every single week on Raw. For for what <laughs> for what purpose? Um. um yeah. Yeah. And at like, the strength of their their run, it seems like Bobby Lashley just became WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and the faction was seeming strong. I, I don't think Vince likes factions very much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking that 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 plays a big role but i i was so frustrated with it but um i'm kind i'm kind of like borderline on like if the new new day would like end up like joining the hurt business Could I, because when when new day were heel in the first place because yeah. at, at, at first when when they became a faction you remember how hated they were and the whole new they sucks thing yeah and they whenever turned they turned heel it was one of their best work mm-hmm and but it, it just it makes sense with them them being a face and I I like how they didn't do the cliche a biggie breaks up on them or turns on them or anything just kind of go their separate ways slightly you know uh, I think I think the roster split probably, so, probably um, helped help that as well but yeah um, yeah and I think they need to, they need to like I like how they gave Cesaro Cesaro like a main event pay per view main event I think they need to keep that going because that yes. match he had with Roman was yeah mm-hmm. that was that was brilliant. Yes, I, I'm. I was, I'm like the biggest Cesaro uh, advocate. Like <laughs> he he was going big back in, uh, uh, I don't know, well, like like in the 2014, 15, 16 era. Mm-hmm. He brought the swing in. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, they they need they need to try this guy up out at the top. Man. I don't. He, like, he's best a, pound for pound. He yeah. is. He's like a. He's like one of the <laughs> best wrestlers. Um, like he's very quiet, but he's very, you know, he, he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. He knows how to perform. He knows how to, yeah, no, it's a shame. Yeah. Yes. And, um, I, I, I think what events doesn't, doesn't find attractive about him. like, doesn't really like it. It's like them, the, the charisma. That's, that's probably the reason, uh, he's not, you know, you know, pushed or, or hasn't, hasn't had a championship run yet. We'll say a thing about a few other guys like Chad Gable, oh, uh, just like a pure wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like he probably beat anybody on the roster in in real in, life in, if he wanted to. In a street fight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, indeed. Yeah. Anyway, Joshua, thank you for chatting for the last hour and a half. Oh yes, I, I it was a pleasure being on on the podcast. I and if you want to have me up here again oh, def- I'll definitely. be down for it <laughs> definitely yeah. um, follow me on Twitter and I'll, I'll keep I'll keep in touch and your Twitter is Mr. Lightning 20 okay guys you heard him go and follow I- you heard him go follow him otherwise have yourselves a great day have a good one see you Josh bye 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 Thank you for listening to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you next time.